This conversation from the Augusta Golf Show is brought to you by Gerald Jones Audi, online at AugustaAudi.com. Well, Doug Barron picked up his first PGA Tour Champions victory over the weekend at the Dick's Sporting Goods Open. Doug qualified for the tournament as a Monday qualifier. He became the first Monday qualifier in seven years to win out there. It is a pleasure to welcome Doug Barron to the Augusta Golf Show for the very first time. Hello, Doug. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. You're better. Um, <laughs> has, has any, I'm doing okay. Has any of this sunk in yet? No, because I haven't had any sleep, but... I, uh, I pulled in. I actually had flown out of Nashville because the flight was cheaper, and I pulled into my house yesterday after driving home from Nashville. And there's a, a fire truck and 300 people waiting. And you know, I was expecting to go home and go to bed, and <laughs> ended up staying up a little late. And I got up this morning to go to my 6:30 uh, Bible study that we have, and I'm I'm getting ready to go take a nap in a little bit. Three hundred of your closest friends. Oh, I'm sure it has. Uh, yeah. Um, so. I mentioned I mentioned you were the first Monday qualifier in seven years to win out on the PGA Tour champions. First ever. Yeah. First ever to go wire to wire. Although the wire to wire was kind of weird because of the, the weather situation and you finished the second yeah. round. Of, but 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 how, how did you handle your nerves? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I think. I think when we stopped playing the second round, I was kind of glad, even though I knew we had to come back super early. But um, wasn't quite as comfortable on the course the second round as I was in the first and the last round. So I was kind of thought of it as a positive. And um, I had already hit my T-ball on 15, which is a difficult driving hole. So I was I was fine. So I came back the next morning and finished that off with the one under. And, uh, and Miguel Jimenez, who was starting to play really well, during that second round, he came back and didn't have a great finish for him. And I mean, he's a great guy, but I was kind of, I was like, man, I uh, thought he would be right there on Sunday, but he had kind of drifted back. And then I saw him make that run on Sunday. I was like, man, that finish he had kind of cost him because he, he made a big charge. But uh, I thought it was a huge positive to come back in the morning. Then I went back and took like a 45 minute nap and packed my stuff and came back out and played in the, and, the delay at the end of the day, I thought it was a positive as well because I called my wife and I told my caddy, I said, I really like where I stand. Uh, I would rather have, I've got another wedge. And if we stopped at the exact same place that we did the, that more or started that morning. So I was in 15 fairway again. And I told my wife, I said, I've got a wedge on 15. I'll have a, a chip or a pitch on 16. I'll hit it by the green. And then I'll have a five or six iron to 17. I'll have a, mid to short iron into 18. I'll worry about that hole when it gets there. But I said, I, I really like where I am. I'm feeling good about my game. And um, that was it. I mean, we had a two-hour delay, and I, I, I all I did was go out and practice my 130-yard wedge, which it ended up paying off. And then I hit a couple cut drivers, and I hit a few five and six irons. And uh, I just worried about 18 when I got there. So I wasn't really worried about I was worried about it. But when I made that putt at 17, it gave me a little bit of freedom. So. You know, there are golfers listening this morning, Doug, that either don't know your full story or don't remember that. And I don't want to rehash that here and now. But, right. I'm, but I'm curious. Right. I'm curious. When something like this happens, one of, the great, mm-hmm. one of the great joys of having something like this happen is you get to share it with the ones closest to you, your, your, sure. th- your 300 closest friends. But there's, That's right. But there's nobody closer to you than you. 
Did you allow right. yourself at some moment, at some point, to be all by yourself and just kind of let this wash over you? Yeah, I was uh, when I uh, my best friend picked me up at the airport in Nashville, and when I we went and had lunch, and then when I got in the car uh, and drove home, uh, it was pretty emotional. I was like, "Wow!" Just finally got to sit down and go, "Man!" Just had a flurry of emotions throughout the week. I mean, I think I lost three pounds just from nerves last week, but I mean, that's what happens in tournament golf. Uh, it was uh, it was just pretty humbling. I'll just tell you. Uh, I'll just tell you that I was very blessed last week. I just think uh, God touched my hand. And, um, I just felt very like it, it wasn't as overwhelming as I thought it would be. But when it sank in, I was like, I just can't thank my wife and my kids and all all of what we've gone through over the last few years to get back where I could compete again. We're talking with uh, Doug Barron here on the Augusta Golf Show. I love that part of the story. I really do. I don't know that people to have to have the knowledge to just quietly pat yourself on the back or to just quietly take take pride in what you've accomplished. I, I love that you got the chance to do that. Um, right. What was a bigger putt, the birdie on fifteen or the birdie on seventeen? Well, I think you got to say the birdie at fifteen, and and the reason being it, it, and then all of a sudden I was still in aggressive mode because I, I really. Those that little stretch you want to birdie, but uh, and the the fifteen was huge because if you get to sixteen G and all of a sudden you're going, and that now then some negative thoughts may creep in. I've got to make birdie or because so I thought fifteen was huge. It actually relaxed me a little and said, you know, I got I got I can, you know, the last three holes I think you should play under par on that course and seventeen still a great par three, but I mean sixteen and eighteen to me are opportunities. So I I was feeling pretty good about it up that birdie at fifteen. So. You know, I, and then I and I really hit a good drive at sixteen. That made it easier too. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, I'm friends with 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 Scott Perell, and we we talk. We've talked a lot about winning out there, kind of being vindication for being out there. I mean, you're out there on a tour with major champions and Hall of Famers, right? Um, but but you've perf- I mean, you haven't been out there long. You just turned fifty, but but right. but you're performing well. Do you do you do you sense? Do you feel a little of that vindication? Do you feel do you feel the need to vindicate it? And do you feel a no. little vindicated? Yeah. Um, I don't feel like there's any vindication at all. And by the way, Scott Burrell is one of my favorite all time people. He's I, and it was a pleasure to play with him on Sunday. He's just a gentleman. Uh, and I've, I'm glad to call him a friend. He's awesome. I was couldn't have been happier for him birdieing the last hole, and I pulled for him, by the way, a lot over the last few years because I kind of see myself as a Scott Perrell. That's exactly right. But I don't see any vindication. I kind of have been on this journey of life, and I don't really think about the past too much. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play in a lot of PGA Tour events and a lot of Corn Ferry Tour events, but, you know, that that's in the past, and I really I had to go back. I've had to go back and earn my way onto this Champions Tour like I was a rookie on the PGA Tour. I didn't have anything, really. And I have had I just had to take it from the perspective, hey, I'm a, I'm a kid. i got to go earn it. No one's going to give it to me. And it's, it obviously came faster than I thought possible at this point. But um, I didn't really have a place to play until the end of last week. So I, I had a freer mindset, if you want to know the truth, because – I really thought if I didn't win, get a top ten, I get to go play next week. Okay, I may get in the Charles Schwab Cup, uh, you know. But all of a sudden, you know, things change pretty quick. 
you think forward, you don't think backwards, but I want you to think backwards a little bit. I want you to talk a little sure. bit. Sure. I want you to talk a little bit about your bride and what it's been like for for you guys for you to get to this point. And and well, what it means yeah. having that partner. Well, you now Leslie's amazing. We've been married 23 years and marriage is the single hardest thing I think anybody ever does if, if they have a successful marriage. So there's been a lot of ups and downs. I you know, uh when I had all my shoulder surgeries and didn't make it back out the next six years, I mean, a lot of people struggle when they go through lifestyle changes. Well, my, my wife is amazing. We've, we've had our shares of ups and downs and, um, we've come out on the other side and you know she's my best friend and I'm just very, very blessed to have her. Uh, she's the one that encouraged me to go try it again. And she goes, you'll never live with yourself if you don't give it one more shot. And, um, this is, you know, you're a different person now and you can do this. And, you know, without her encouragement, none of this even happens. So now you get to take her to Hawaii. Absolutely. I can't wait. I think all my 300 friends want to go as well. I don't know if there's a big enough hotel. So, uh. um, before I let you go, has you mentioned it. Now this, this frees up your schedule. You kind of get to do what you want to do. Have you given much thought to that? Absolutely. I've, uh, I wanted to play this week, honest to God, I just am emotionally and physically spent. I, you know, I had to pre-qualify and qualify. So I've been up, they asked me if I was going to buy a house up there. I've been up there so long. So, uh, um, I was, I've just got to kind of recharge the batteries, but I'm going to go play in Calgary. I've committed to every other event the rest of the year. So that's the plan. And, and I'm just going to go enjoy it. And, uh, I'm not going to put any added expectations on myself. Um, the facts are these guys are Hall of Famers and great players, and um, I think I've had when I'm playing well, I can compete with them now. I've worked, I've worked really hard to get my game to a level, but I mean the facts are there's there are a lot of unbelievably good players on this tour. These guys work hard. I mean Bernhard Langer, <laughs> Colin Montgomery, all these gentlemen out there, they can flat play. So uh, it's been fun to watch for the last two weeks actually too because I'm. A lot of these people that I'm playing against, I admired so much, like my friend Tom Lehman. I just, Jay Haas, I just saw, I mean, these guys I looked up to when I was on tour. And it's just, you know, to see them still competing so hard and have such unbelievable games, it's pretty cool. So. Well, you know what, Doug? It's, it's guys like you. It's, it's stories like yours that make us love this game. Um, it was so fun to watch last week. Congratulations on all of this. Please soak it in. Please enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for uh, doing this, Doug. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Good to talk with you.